Uh, welcome everyone to episode 41 of Talk Hard presented by Walk Softly Films where we talk movies and anything else that's on our mind. From Frankfort, Kentucky, Scott Stafford. Uh, Konnichiwa, everybody. From Danville, Kentucky, Todd Sheen. 41, huh? Where'd the time go? That's right, and I'm Alan Martin. We're here to bring you a very, uh, a very morose, very sad <sighs> edition Jeez. of Talk Hard. But we'll see if we can pick it up and, and uh, make it a little fun. I'd what like do you think? I want to call this the misery episode. There we go. Let's do it. I'm I'm really happy over here, by the way. <laughs> no, Todd, not in this episode. <laughs> you can't. I'm just kidding. You're ruining it. <laughs> I'm never happy. <laughs> They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make the big star out of me. We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I got to do is act naturally. Hey, everybody. So, yeah, we're pretty sad here at the Walk Softly Compound. Scott, do you you want to get into what this episode's about before we get into why? Yeah. So downtrodden around here. All right. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about... Uh, Justice League uh, and oh, uh, Scott. No, nah, I don't. Are I, you okay? I don't. I don't. I don't even. Feel, I don't even want to do it. Okay, you can't, can't do it. Let's let's just go into why. why Is Michael so, Bay there with you, Scott? <laughs> just go into why there's so much sadness around here. Um, first of all, Scott, just go ahead and tell him. Just go ahead and drop it on him. Well, why are you in such misery today? And have been for about a week. I feel like I have to apologize to America. Uh, mm-hmm. This is on me. Wow. Uh, if if I know, you know, a lot of people aren't uh, super soccer fans, but um, the U.S. is out of the World Cup. We won't be playing in the World Cup next year. So <sighs> next summer when you're looking for us, uh, we won't be there. And... Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't given a soccer update on this podcast for mm-hmm. months, and um, uh, we can see what happened. Yeah, you bowed to my pressure of stopping talking about it, and and so I mean, I just want to tell you for from now on, I I'm gonna make up for loss. I'm gonna come double hard. Oh no! On soccer talk, that's the results. <laughs> Goodness uh, sakes! You know, and I made I dragged Alan into it with me and made him watch. Uh, and it started out all it was started out good, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, I mean I, I watched the um I watched the game Saturday. US we won, Panama. Panama. We won four to nothing and, and just looked like a machine. Looked like it was gonna be smooth sailing. After yeah. that after that game there was uh I believe like thirty scenarios that could happen and uh, only one of them left us out of the World Cup altogether. And that's the one that happened. Um after taking the big L to Trinidad and to Tobago, <laughs> I know I know people that that tune in for a movie podcast are loving this. So what? listen, I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing, and and I'll shut up, shut up about it. But uh, I want to deliver a quick message uh, for all the peeps out there who could care less, uh, because you know, shockers for sissies, mm. or uh, or you're boring or whatever. You you don't you don't like the 
You don't like the way the game's played. You don't like all that flopping. That sissy flopping. Whatever. Uh, but listen. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. What do Americans care about on the world stage, guys? Like being the best. That's right. Gold medals. Yeah. Right? Being number one. Being number one. That's exactly That's right. right. So I want to ask you two, what what would you do? If you you ran into Rod Stewart, okay, follow me here. Let's say you you ran into Rod Stewart on the street, and he started bumping his gums and and talking some major smack about Australia's cricket team. What 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 would you all think about that? (laughs) I think, man, Rod has really lost it. How old are you, Rod? (laughs) Would you care? Would that have been okay? All right, so no. Well, guess how everybody else in the whole world feels about basketball. All right, guess who we're better at in American football? Canada, because that's the only other country in the flipping world that plays American football. So here's what I'm saying: (laughs) we can be. I I don't know if I like where this is going. We can be the world's best at basketball. We can be the best at a sport that nobody else plays in football. Nobody watches those. Nobody cares. So the game the rest of the whole world is playing and that they care about, they think we're a joke at. So I'm my plea to everybody who takes pride in being the best in America, like everybody's laughing at us. That's the game they care about. They don't care if we're bringing the dream team. <laughs> you know they don't care if they're getting getting torched by Michael Red or if he they, they beat Michael Red at the Olympics. You know they're happy for you know a couple days. Soccer's the game they care about. I want to beat them at that. You understand? That's the I, that's what I want to rip their hearts out. I hear what you're saying, and I and, and in theory I like it. Yeah. My problem is it, it's not spectator friendly on tv and that makes it tough for me because i'm never going to a game did you not uh did I, you not I got enjoy... into the panama game okay I and when nations are involved i can watch it yeah. I like i like watching the world cup i like watching yeah. soccer it's just that's once every four years and then it's like and and the, the way everything is wor- works is so weird <laughs> well but uh, it's my feeling that if you watch it consistently for a little while, once I, I feel like if everybody gives it an actual chance, then you can't help but like it. Like at some point, because I started in 94 and I'm like you, I would watch World Cups and that's it. Uh-huh. And then when we got to that last World Cup, it was like, I want to watch a little bit more of that. Anything that grows a sport here in this country, I'm all for it. And I actually started like watching it uh, and liking it outside of just U.S. games. Now, well, that game was fun, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just giving you a you. chance to speak to the right. well. To, here's the detractors. Here's what I'll boil it down to: If you're not okay. watching soccer out there, you're the sissy. Oh, and you're you're making us the laughing stock. I need Joe Q Public to be angry that we're out of the World Cup and not stand for it and demand better. Want a better team, et cetera, et cetera. That's what I need to be happy. What do you think about that, Todd? I think he just subtweeted you. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I'm really happy that uh, 
the America's finally playing soccer. I'm worked up. I'm he really sweating. is. Like, I'm going to take my shirt off here. Told me that this it, he's taking. He really is. He's taking his shirt off. Everybody, <laughs> I'm watching him do it. I can't watch this. Holy crap! Wow. It's, oh my I'm, goodness! I'm that hot. just happened. I'm sweating. Tearing open a loaf of bread too. This is. I mean, it's been to- torturing me for for the better part of a week now. Todd, he sent me a text. This will put it in perspective. <laughs> yeah, here we you. go. Scott sent me a text saying his three biggest heartbreaks in sports were '92 Kentucky versus Duke. Yeah. The 31 and 0 team getting beat by Wisconsin at the Final Four, which we were in attendance for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Oh, by the way, they were they were thirty eight no. By the way, thirty eight no. By that point, and 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 us getting put out of the World Cup qualifying, and he said World Cup qualifying, not making it, was the worst of those three. <laughs> I felt um, like I said one A and one B, but maybe I you did. Said you, I think you said Kentucky basketball and U.S. soccer are one A oh, and one yeah, B. Okay, and then that and was the worst more of the than three. Those three. Uh, yeah, and maybe that was maybe that was an emotional reaction. It was the day after. I, it might have been a little quick to pull that. I might have been in a funk for a little bit longer. Yeah, but this is gonna like the thing is of this. This is gonna be four or five years worth of pain for me. That's true. You know, because we don't even play another competitive game until the summer of 2019. Holy now, crap! Because we're not in the World Cup. Wow. And That's like, a drought. Yeah, and who wants to watch? Ugh, I don't know. Uh, we're done t- with soccer talk, everybody. That's enough. <laughs> Let's talk about other reasons to be sad. Oh, guys. Man, we lost two legends since the last time we podcast. This is why I'm sad today. Yeah. Uh, two legends in the world of uh, professional wrestling, which you all know I have an affinity for. Uh, Bobby Heenan and Lance Russell. The, probably the two best commentators, maybe, of all time. <laughs> yeah. Brought me uh, joy listening yes. to their calls. The, the best play-by-play man and the best color man of all time uh, passed away within a week of each other. Um, it's a big loss. And Bobby had been struggling for a while. Bobby had uh, – he had to retire in, like, 2004 because he got throat cancer and couldn't really talk is the top of the mountain for Bobby and anybody that wants to listen to the genius of Bobby Heenan. Would it be the, what is the 92 rumble? The 92 Royal rumble that Bobby's commentary in that is, is art. <laughs> I agree. And that is, I mean, it is the perfect soundtrack to a Royal rumble with him just completely being a flare Homer the entire time. And it's not fair to flare and, mm-hmm all that through the whole thing. And then when flair wins it, I, yeah, it is, it's, it, it is the pinnacle of not probably not just Heenan announcing it's the pinnacle of wrestling announcing. Like it never got any better than that. and probably won't ever again. Um, heard a lot of Heenan stories. You want me to share you a, a fun one, a funny one with you? Yeah. Cause I heard a, I heard a pretty good one the other day. So he was getting ready to retire from the WWE and on his last episode, they wanted to make it, perfect for brain so they they had him getting fired they had the cameras following back to the, he, he did the uh uh the whole um you can't fire me i quit deal had the cameras following back to the hotel he gets his luggage he takes it out of the hotel and his suitcase is open up and they they wanted like that when they were pitching this idea when they were pitching this idea they wanted the suitcases to open up and like everything you could possibly steal from a hotel was in the suitcase <laughs> yeah yeah like the iron the the, right. the toilet paper and 
So Pat Patterson, one of the other creative writers at the time, said, uh, a real Italian guy, uh, said, uh, yeah, maybe you can have the bra and, uh, bras and panties fall out too. <laughs> and Bobby said, well, Pat, I don't really know how to say this, but I think me and you pack a little differently. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a good, a good heenan. But yeah, man, those two, like Saturday mornings, those two filled a lot of, of my Saturday mornings growing yeah. up. Yeah, and unaf- uh, unfortunately, I hated Lance Russell's guts and everybody aff- uh, affiliated with NWA. At the time, it was on TV. I, yeah. I fell in love with him later when I could yeah. go back and watch it afterwards. But at the time, he was taking Richie Rich off the air yeah. as local programming, and I wasn't wow. having it when I was a little kid. Man, give me Wahoo McDaniel all day over Richie yeah, Rich. Yeah, now I wish I could go back and enjoy those days. <laughs> and enjoy it, yeah. It was good stuff. Todd, I know you watched a little Lance, didn't you? I did. Um, <clears throat> again, that was – I mean, that's uh, – that takes me back to Saturday, I guess Saturday afternoons in Danville, KY, um, watching back then when we only had four channels, uh, watching uh, – yep. I guess it was on AB or uh, LEX, wasn't it? Yep. Is that what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that seemed like it was right. I can't remember if it was right after Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. Or, I don't think. Or uh, maybe it for a, yeah, maybe for a time there. Yeah. In the early days. Early afternoon, right? Right. Yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, in the later days, I feel like maybe it came on after like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, which <laughs> yeah. was pretty dope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so there's the reason for our sadness. Todd, do you have any, I, any sadness you want to spread? You got, have more sadness? I got Scott? one that I feel like Todd might be sad about. Since the last oh. time we talked, we lost Mr. Tom Petty. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, man, I can remember... I can remember um, lubing up out at uh, Sunnyside Pool. Hold on now. Yeah, where are we going with this? Suntan oil. <laughs> um, only. But I can remember... <laughs> Still sad to me, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> golly, what was it? It was probably... this. You know, this was early 80s. So I, I think I was remembering, uh, I think I, I think I remember, you know, getting ready to go jump in the pool and hearing, um, I can't remember if it was don't do me like that or <laughs> break down, uh, one of those two though. And that just, you know, again, that that's the, you know, that's the music I remember from the pool. Yeah. Uh, I remember, Todd, you know, Sonny Todd's going to miss, Todd's going to miss lubing up to, you don't know how it feels. <laughs> he can Everybody. still do it. Or maybe 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 you do know how it feels. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's really it's it's all in the beholder. <laughs> Hands of the beholder. So, I guess. I guess. Well, Man, it really took a sharp. It really did. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, yeah, ta- ta- yeah. Man, he Lee Petty was just one of those guys. Um, he always looked like he was impaired. <laughs> Um, but he, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he, he just, uh, man, he rocked it. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with, his own way. I'll go with Tom Petty and the heartbreakers as one of the 
top five best greatest hits albums. It's a great greatest hits album. Absolutely. Yeah, it is I, I don't think I'd argue. Solid. And you solid. know what? You know what? Well, why don't we just go ahead and talk about them in the conversation for uh, best American band of all time, rock and roll band. I think that's fair. I think you could include them in that conversation. Let's do a completely impromptu, no thought put into it, uh, (laughs) lightning quick Mount Rushmore of American rock bands. Rock bands. Okay. Wow. We got got four, right? Each, four, yeah, right? each one of us has to pick one that goes on automatically, no discussion, and then the fourth is up for grabs. Golly, you all are. Uh, yeah. This is not my. This is not my wheelhouse. But let's see what we can do. <laughs> I'm gonna let Scott go first. Uh, Mount Rushmore. I'll go. This is no thought put into it at all. Keep in mind. So we're just coming up with whatever yeah. pops into our heads. I'll go Beach Boys. Brian Wilson, uh, a genius. Absolutely, absolute musical genius. First group that popped into my head was uh, Aerosmith. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I feel like there's going to be some people that love that and people that hate that. They, they're, yeah. they're polarizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, the one I'm going to throw up, and uh, the, longevity would be the only uh, question about them, but I think you look at their work and you can't deny that they were tops, uh, and that's Creedence Clearwater Revival. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, is a, it is a short uh, time span for Creedence. It is, but you look at what they did. Mm, they I get, mean, that was... They've got a good Greatest Hits album, but I feel like it's it's only about half full of you know stuff that's on the level of some other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Creedence. No I doubt do about it. Uh, so that leaves the fourth spot. The fourth. And it's official. Like, we just, uh, it, it, you know, it's getting... Yeah. Start the chisels up tomorrow. Sorry yeah. about it, but... Okay. So who is it? How do we say? Uh, nominations. Um, Guns and Roses. Yeah. Nirvana. Did they have enough longevity? Yeah, I can see that. Pretty, I can see that. They they made a big enough dent. They weren't around yeah. for a long time, but they made a big enough dent. And of course, I mean, Guns and Roses really. Yeah. What two albums? Nirvana, from- possibly one of the most influential on other bands, also like right. they're yeah legendary. Uh. I think you got to throw Chicago in there, and when I oh, say Chicago, I mean pre, early. Chicago. You're saying pre Satera is what you're saying. Well, no, Satera was there at the beginning, but I'm talking pre David Foster. I don't think Satera came in in the '80s, and like I, no, I feel no. like in the with all the horns and stuff before that, right? He no, Satera was there from the get go. Really? Yeah. All right. They, but but the guy that the guy that really made them uh, run was. Um, Terry Kath, he was the guitarist and sometimes vocalist. Um, and he's the one that um, accident, uh, accidentally shot himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and after that, then the band kind of, you know, they kind of went a little, I guess they stopped, they, you know, they stopped for a while. And they when they re, rejoined, I think it wasn't too long after that, that they David Foster came in and that's when you had, love me tomorrow and you know they, they did two i think they did two albums with uh with satira and it was basically that you know uh adult contemporary sound so i'll, uh, I'll throw uh <laughs> not to cut you off but i'll throw pearl jam into it and we'll make alan decide the fourth spot <laughs> oh god <laughs> out of the ones we wow. just named holy crap pearl jam is my that favorite includes, band that includes tom petty right 
Uh, Petty's on. Uh, That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. in the. All right. So sorry, Tom. Oh, sorry. he's going Pearl Jam. Oh. Pearl oh. Jam's my favorite band of all time. If I get to I like them and Queen are are my two favorite bands. If right. I if it's up to me, it's it's PJ. Okay, so our our Mount Rushmore was Pearl Jam, uh, Beach Boys, Aerosmith, Aerosmith. And Credence. <laughs> there you go, everybody. I think that's it. That's the four greatest rock bands of American history. I think that's pretty objective. You're welcome. <laughs> I uh, think that's as good as we can expect for a five-minute startup. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, and Bruce Springsteen can eat it. Uh, so let's see. So what are we going to talk about on the show today? It looks like we can. I think it's about time for us to get into movie talk. Actual movies? That's what we do on this show. Wow. Uh, what are we, 30 minutes in? Yeah, we're going to talk Justice League. We might talk Harvey Weinstein. Mm. Uh, oh, Harvey. James Gunn had some had some words about Thor Ragnarok and what he thought of it. And before we go any further, let me congratulate you two on being invited back to Paducah. All right. Here in about three weeks for another round of River's Edge Film Festival. Uh, we'll be making our way down there, so maybe we can bring you another podcast from those from that vicinity. Congra- but uh, congratulations, that includes, guys! That Congrats includes to Scott. Us. That includes Alan too, though. It does. Congrats! Wait, wait, wait. The way you said it, the way you said it, it was almost like congratulations, you two, well, for getting invited back. I'm not and a then self-congratulator, just- Todd. I don't do that. We call ourselves I'm indie from- filmmakers, and we actually do that sometimes. We do it every now and then. Yeah. So what are we, what are we sending down there? Do you want to tell? We are what, what, what we got in with this year. There is a f- an episode of um, Space Cops that is going down there, and uh, so everybody in Western Kentucky is really fired up about that, and as as well they should be. If you want to see it, you can check out spacecops.tv, and there's all kinds of sorts of stuff on there for you. It's a it's a great great uh, sci fi cop show from the early '80s. Yep, check that out. All right, Justice League. We have a new trailer. Scott, I know you're excited. <laughs> so, uh, how did you all... Uh, all the, the only thing I want to know about the Justice League, uh, the last trailer, where do you fall right now on is this going to be good or not? Or I think it's going to stink. Yeah. I just, I don't think... I to me after I watched that uh, I don't know if it was the first trailer and it's been over a year ago that it came out but it was that like it was like an extended scene of um Affleck in the wharf talking to Aquaman uh and mm-hmm. saying a bunch of you know witty witticisms mm-hmm. yeah uh, when I saw that I thought this is going to be this is going to make Su- Superman versus Batman look like um Chariots of Fire Wow. (laughs) The action version of Chariots of of Fire. Uh, Alan? I I pretty much concur. I think it's going to be a sloppy mess just by the trailers. There is... You can't tell anything that's going on in any of those trailers. I think maybe I started to think, okay, like this isn't something I wanted to watch based on the second and third trailer. It's not something I want to watch, but maybe it'll, it'll, you know, people will like it. And now after seeing this fourth one, yeah, I just, I'm even more convinced that this is going to be a big fat mess. Yeah. Just a mess. It's going to be, I think it'll be visually overwhelming. Like just some of those shots that we saw of just him, uh, Batman driving through the, 
whatever he's driving through, and it's just so red. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Where is this place? Yeah, I don't know. It just it, the whole thing just looks like it's just going to be. And yeah, how are you going to establish any kind of villain with all those new characters mm-hmm. that you're going to have to try to make us care about with Aquaman and the Flash and Cyborg and I don't know. I just think it's going to be so sloppy. This new trailer looks like ninety percent green screen for one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's such a big muddled mess of like action, and it's just you know, and, and how many how many jokes can we throw in there of of you know turning Aquaman into Thor basically and using that humor and and uh, uh, Thor and, and and Batman don't like each other and you know in their little lines they get back and forth and. I mean, it's very. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm rich. I'm rich. It's very clearly, uh, you know, it's very easy to see Joss Whedon's thumb, you know, fingerprints uh-huh. on it now, and the fact that he came in halfway through to to and kind of switched gears and tried to, you know, let's make it funny and let's make it fun and. I don't know. I got I got a feeling it's going to be as as bad as I originally thought it was going to be. And maybe even worse. And this, and it could be like the end of Joss as you know, top flight director or or the type of director that people hand their jewels to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I I hundred percent agree. And also Ben Affleck's uh, highlights in his hair, like <laughs> that too. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, speaking of good old Ben Affleck, do we, do we want to talk? I mean, we can, if you want the more sadness, (laughs) Harvey Weinstein. Holy crap. Uh, it's, it's bad news and Hollywood's got some cleaning up to do, obviously. And this has gone on for way too long. And it's always been kind of the joke, you know, that, you know, the casting couch has always kind of been, something to joke about and uh, you know all the way back to you know I, I can remember Tony Curtis talking about uh, had a horrible quote that I heard him on an interview talking about like you know if he had a quarter for every producer that uh, Marilyn Monroe got on her knees for and he said something awful wow. like that and it was just like but you know that just it's been around since the beginning of of the industry yeah and it has to change, and it's sickening, and uh, a lot of people getting roped into this. Um, so yeah, fun times. I don't know yeah. how much we want to talk about it. Yeah, I think uh, the I think this is honestly the the Weinstein thing is the tip of the iceberg because I think that now, I think women have a hard time talking about this stuff in that industry because they don't want to get. There's always somebody who's probably willing to go the extra mile or whatever. <laughs> Um, if you want, if you want to put it that way, um, I, I held my tongue on tip of the iceberg, <laughs> but I, I think that once, like, I think that once the victims become a little empowered with, okay, we have a support system here. I just think like Ben Affleck's one of the, one of the dominoes that's, that's fallen on that since the Weinstein stuff came out and, and Ben took a sweet time about putting a tweet out saying he was shocked and saddened by the news. And, and then Rose McGowan said, you weren't shocked about it when I told you he did that Yeah, to me it, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. She wasn't having And it. you said you talked to him about it. Yeah. And then the, the stuff with Oliver Stone is starting to, starting to, to trickle down and go ahead, Todd. 
What's the uh, what's the Oliver Stone news? Uh, groped somebody. Uh, mm. yeah, I, he's had two or three people come out against saying he's he's used the casting couch a few times to cast some roles. So I I do think that this is mm. and I, and man, it is just um, like it's pretty upsetting. It's pretty and I I don't mean to grandstand. I hate when people take right. right. <laughs> take such a moral yeah. uh, high road on things that are obviously awful, but <laughs> right. Yeah. What a good guy. Alan is. Yeah. He doesn't like <laughs> rape <laughs> or men using their power to put women, <laughs> right. To leverage women into awful, awful sexual acts and, and what, but it's just, man, it just is really upsetting. It's really sickening. Um, and it's something that I, you know has gone on, like you said, probably since the beginning. It would be awesome if, like, you hate it for those people that like had to mm-hmm. go through it. But it would be awesome if it if this was the beginning of the end of that kind of behavior for people because it it is it is very disturbing. Yeah, and all the support and cheers in the world to all the ladies who are coming forward. And yep, uh, you know, you can and and people can say, you know, why did they wait or or you know, why did it take this long? If, if, but, you know, who's to say like what any of us would do in that situation. And, you know, w- when it, uh, when they get the opportunity to speak out, when there's one person that breaks that ice, mm-hmm. uh, it's still not easy to, to, you know, to come forward and it's embarrassing. And, and, uh, so yeah, absolutely more power to them. And, you know, there's the whole, you know, there's Roman Plansky who, you know, got a standing ovation at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, Woody Allen, uh, you know, protected for years and years, even yeah. though he's a, you know, top class creep and the, the hypocrisy of their defenders. And, you know, just a few years ago is we, we had Elijah Wood and Corey Feldman and Corey Haim took his own life. And a lot of it points to being abused as children and, uh, several, uh, people uh pointed a finger at at, uh, at, a, at a ring of hollywood mm-hmm. producers that would pass uh children around basically and it uh it kind of got swept under the rug and we here at walks off your films we're against that too we do not support child sex child rings, sex rings. <laughs> we're we're very outspokenly against that yeah so uh, if anybody wants to send us an award for that yeah fire on it because we do not abide that yeah we're taking that stand right here right now if anybody wants to come at us come at us yeah we're not backing down yeah well, no i don't care what you say it's not okay, okay. yeah yeah and um did you see woody allen uh his comments like a couple days ago where he said he was sad oh. for harvey weinstein oh my goodness woody allen keep your mouth shut yeah. what are you it's- doing it's time to, for somebody to put Woody out to pasture, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that that's on Harvey's side. Then that that uh, ups the tally to two with yeah. w- Woody Allen and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Yeah. She felt wow. sorry for him. Yeah. Couple. Good grief. Couple stand up individuals. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just women. Like Terry Crews came out the other day and said he was groped by a producer who he was in contention wow. for a role for. Yeah. Terry Crews, great Terry big Cruz, guy. Yes. Said he was grabbed in the groin. Uh, and 
at a uh, at a casting. Somebody call. is a brave man. No joke. <laughs> that must be the biggest producer in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, goodness sakes. But uh, yeah, man, it's we're we're here to say we want an end to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been talked to death, but it's it, you know we talk about movies and it's awful and uh, you know if if this brings the end or or change, then we're all for it. Let's talk about something a little more fun. Yeah, what a what a downer of an episode so far. Let's uh, we pick t- this we thing told back you, up. we told you. Now we did the misery so, episode. A little more fun. Thor uh, Ragnarok got a screening. Um, recently for uh the the folks at disney and james gunn was able to watch have you all seen or read his comments that he had coming out of that i haven't i'm looking forward to hearing this Man. I haven't either. oh my gosh couldn't be more more praiseworthy let me find a few of these and read them to you um said he loved it sat in director's row with with the johns john favreau and john watts and uh he and favreau laughed so loudly even inappropriately, at nearly everything Jeff Goldblum did. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, the Grandmaster is would be his new favorite character in the Marvel Universe if it weren't for Meek, which makes his debut in this film. Is that how you pronounce his name? Meek? M-I-E-K? I, I, I have no clue. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, well, I, there you go. <laughs> I don't even know who Meek is, so. He is an uh, insectoid on the Red Planet. All right. <laughs> so. No, all right. Yeah, there you go. Says he thinks Chris Hemsworth was finally able to go full Thor, charming and hilarious. Um, so that's kind of awesome. Uh, told Mark Ruffalo on Friday night he was the, the greatest actor in the world, and he didn't let me down. I didn't think Hulk could get better than he was in the first Avengers, but I think he's captured here as well as or better than he's ever been captured in film or comics. Hmm. It's high praise. That is high, high praise. Uh, and then the last one was, please go see this freaking movie unless you're one of the people on Twitter who tweeted me last night that comic book movies aren't supposed to be fun. I don't quite get that, but, you know, if that's your thing, all good. Oh, there's another thing in here I know Todd would like. He says um, he doesn't think any film of the modern era has captured the batshit crazy fun of 80s classics like Flash Gordon and Buckaroo Banzai as well as uh, Watiti has here. So he felt like a 14-year-old watching a magical VHS tape that exploded into something grand. I thought that was a cool quote. (laughs) That is cool. Yeah. And if anybody's seen any of YTD's work, I mean, they will know. It's it's special. So my question is, are you going to temper your expectations or are the hopes going to be flying high when you walk into this thing? James Gunn makes it really hard to temper expectations when he talks about something, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he does. When he likes something, he does not hold back. And he says like everything that I would want to hear from somebody like him before I saw a movie that if I was hoping to like it, it's going to be hard. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go in here with pretty high hopes. And this is a a movie you us three will see together. So maybe we can podcast about it after we get done. Uh, I, I'm thinking it might. I'm, I'm going to go out here, and I've gone out before. I think you know, but I'm going to go out and say this may be the number one Marvel. Oh wow! As far as as far as enjoyability, okay. Um, wow. I, I can very easily 
see that happening. Well, t- so Todd, Todd's answer to your question me. is no, they're not tempered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, well, I, you know, I felt I felt this way. I felt this way like a year ago when, or however long ago it was that they announced he was doing it, and mm. and just having watched some of his work and just realizing that Thor is like the furthest thing from anything he's ever done. Yeah, but his sensibilities um, and his ability to uh, direct actors and to create a little universe, you know, mainly in New Zealand when he where he shoots his stuff. But to me, I just if he's you know if he's got control of it and it's it's his puppy and he gets to do whatever he wants, I think it could be, I think it could be right up there at the top, without a doubt, top I'm, spot. I'm, if. I'll go with you, but only if Reese Darby is in it somewhere, if he makes an appearance. Steve Harvey? Reese Darby. Oh. <laughs> Not Steve Harvey. No, I'm, I'm in for Steve Harvey. If he's in there, <laughs> I'm with Todd. I, I can see that. Like, if we would just sub out uh, Gold Bloom with Steve Harvey, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's hosting everything else. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Survey says. That does make me very excited for to watch Gold Bloom. Because yeah. we are big Goldblum fans, and when he's on, he's really, really good. And it sounds like he gets to gets to do his thing in this one pretty well. So Todd says, uh, prediction, most enjoyable Marvel movie, I'll say, like, top half. Yeah. yeah. I'll go top gonna, five. Okay. I'm going to have it top one. How's that wow, sound? Oh, my goodness. That's, that's, that's bold. The bar is high. Well, we can't go see it at midnight when we get down there. <laughs> yeah. We can't go see it the day we get there at midnight. Well, you know what? Some of us... Some of his old geezers can still stay up a little while. Well, not this one. All right. So the last thing we want to talk about tonight, Alan. All right. We're going to try a little something here to uh, be a little interactive with the audience and with each other like we like to do. Um, But we're going to do a thing here where we um, all of us will suggest a movie that kind of maybe reminds us of Halloween, the spirit of Halloween, a horror movie, a monster movie, uh, something scary. Um, all of us pick one, maybe not, it doesn't have to be your favorite, but one you highly re- would recommend people watch some, something you, you really do like, uh, not un- much unlike force watch seems to be sometimes. Um, so we'll, we'll all three say one, give a couple weeks for the, for all three of us to be able to watch those three, our listeners be able to watch those three. And then we'll come back here for a special Halloween episode and we'll talk about them. Our three, uh, Highly recommended Halloween flicks. Hall- Sound good? Halloween 3, disqualified. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Can't do Halloween 3. We just watched it. <laughs> so uh, does that sound good to everybody? You should be able to watch it again if you wanted to. But I agree. So, Todd, I, as, as horror master, I lean on you to tell me what are my parameters for picking something that feels like, you know, that, that suits this topic. Uh, definitely monster movies. I would think definitely mm-hmm. slasher yeah. movies. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Slasher. Definitely pod movies. Right. Now, yeah. what about, I don't think I would put like silence of the lambs. In this that's group. the one I was going to ask about. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. All right. Or, or seven, because I, I feel like those are, more thriller than uh, horror psychological suspense slash you know yeah i don't dirty disagree movie. yeah yeah because they should you should have some fun let's have some fun watching that's these fun. Huh? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. And <laughs> you can't. <laughs> three of them, Scott, on the heels oh, yeah. of Halloween three. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, I also feel like maybe Alien shouldn't count, even though it's kind of technically a monster movie. I would probably, I would probably throw away. I would say Alien. You, you could throw that in there, but simply because go. it does have a monster. It's uh, it is sci-fi, but it's sci-fi horror. It's kind of basically a haunted house in space. Yeah, I'm with Todd on that. I'd say Alien would qualify. Got it. Who wants to suggest first? I'm going last. Okay, I'll I'll go first because you can't. Hey, you can't Barker this one, Scott. (laughs) No, I can't. There's no way to do that. No way to do that on this. But (laughs) unless one of you goes Alien and I go Aliens too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I'll go first since it was yeah. uh, since I've thought about this for a little bit and um, have had it more of a time to, to prepare it. Um, I would say if I was going to pick my favorite horror, I would say The Conjuring, but I've just watched that, so I don't want to watch it again right now. So I'm going to go The Strangers. Uh, by the way, there is a sequel to that coming out in March of next year. I can't wait. The Strangers, is, we'll talk about it more in more detail, but The Strangers is, is a top uh, definitely a top three or four horror movie for me. I'm going to hate this task so much. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy The Strangers. I think you'll really like it. Let me say this about The Strangers. It is, there is no gore. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very little blood, no gore. So It's very, uh, very, dis- I, but, but uh, that thing stuck with me. Yeah. That movie really stuck with me over time, so. Yeah, and it still does me. It's yeah. I mean, it, it gets it gets up in your brains. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get up in them brains. All right, Todd. What you got? All right. Uh, well, that's a good one, Alan. That is a good pick. Um, I will go with. Man, I've got two or three that just kind of floated to the surface. Um, just pick one out of the hat. Out of the hat. Okay. Um, well, I tell you what, one that I really enjoyed and so, probably a lot of people saw it, but then probably a lot of people didn't see it, but that's the original version of Fright Night from 1985. <clears throat> it's got Roddy McDowell. I it's, thought you were going to say Roddy Piper and I was getting ready to get really happy. All right, Fright Night uh, is in. Fright Night, the 1985 version, not the one with Colin Farrell, the, yeah, real, the real one. That's the one I've seen is the Colin Farrell one. I haven't seen the other one. No, the original one is uh, original one is in my top ten of all time horror movies. There you go. And I, you know what? And, and when I say that, I'm like, well, should I have made him watch Phantasm? Because mm, that's a good one. Gosh, that's such a good one. Man, directed by directed and written by Tom Holland. Wow, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Flash in '85. <laughs> even Before though he was born. even born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty good when you can direct something from the the womb. That's right. All right, Stafford, you're up. All right. Um, well, I can tell you I'm going Hitchcock. Oh, nice. Um, so like uh, since Psycho is so well known, let's go the birds. The birds. Okay. I have not seen the birds in 20 years. <clears throat> So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this, guys. This is going to be good stuff. Me too. Yeah, we need to come up with a name for this little. Let's do this. Every this little gimmick show. 
<laughs> Why don't we call it Force Horror Watch times three? Because <laughs> it may not always be horror. We may do Christmas movies. We could do, uh, you know, Fourth of July well, movies, the, the patriotic world. movies, whatever. So if you're keeping track at home, uh, everybody, if you want to follow along, you can watch The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock, uh, The Strangers, and Fright Night. There the are your 80, three. 85, 84 version of Fright Night. 85. 85. Yeah, 85 was a good year for horror. All right. I think that's an episode, fellas. Especially if we're going to talk about Halloween 3 tonight. Yep, everybody tune in next week, and you're going to get... Uh, force watch episode of Halloween three, the like it's uh, never been discussed before. The, the what is it? The night of the witch. The season, the, of the whole season of the witch. Dang it! It's a whole it's not, season. It's not, just, it's not just a single night, Scott. That's it's right. a whole season. It's Don't limit the witches. So well titled. So well titled. Ninety, <laughs> ninety plus days. Ninety plus days of witch. All those witches wow. in that movie. Yeah. A lot. The witchcraft was never ending. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Uh, I think that's it. So be sure to watch Fright Night, The Strangers, and The Birds are our assignments for uh, we got a couple weeks. So for Scott Stafford, for Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to sadly walk softly and talk hard. Mm. I hate you, Omar Gonzalez. No, I don't. I feel bad for him, but never again. Don't ever want to see him on TV. <laughs> well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I got to do is act naturally. You want to do that again? Uh, let's let's start out with okay. You do it like you just did, and then I'll act super sad, like I can't even do it, and then we'll okay. just kind of go into why. Into why? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll start from the start from the top. Hey, everybody. Let me do that a little sadder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's sad over here. <laughs> oh. <They're> probably... <laughs> All right, well, let's do it one more time. <laughs> Cuz nobody's going to believe the sadness. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Whew. Hey, everybody. This is the good one. Hey. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs>